kind of fucked up this special episode again, didn't we? Yeah. So next time we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a take three of it next time. Well, actually, probably a take three and then a take four. So take three will be where we have the worst day in history that occurred in our birth year. I don't know why I've decided to take do four. To do with our birthdays we'll just be well. That's what it came just up in something. conversation at the end of the last podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, and then. Yeah. Take four will be the original idea of we'll just pick some bad days in fucking history and talk about them. Yeah. So basically do our normal But shit. tonight we uh, we had the exceptionally hard challenge of trying to pick a bad day in history from our actual birthdays. Which we all failed at and we just it ended wasn't, up picking yeah. something. Hey, speak for yourself. Well, I failed at it completely because... We didn't fail. It just wasn't as easy as we thought. Yeah. Yes. And there was one particular story that I refused to cover because it's about a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah that's horrific. We that don't do babies. Worst. We don't yeah. do. In, yeah. in my eyes, unless that was unless the worst. that child died in like you know ancient times when it sort of seems more more removed from now. No way. No, but this was when I was like four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. This no chance. Still, totally, this one yeah. will be raw in our generation. And even forever. even hearing of direct murder or something of a baby from ancient times, you wouldn't want to hear that shit. You just no. like you hear of dying in the Black Plague. I feel and you like that that happened. This partic- that particular story that I didn't want to cover was my introduction to how fucked up the world can be in a very unnatural way. Yeah. Like yeah. I knew bad things could happen and stuff, but when I that heard that story. That was over the top. That was my, oh, my God, some people. Yeah, if there is evil, it's are, that's it. Like, yeah. very close yeah. to what I'd say is evil. Ah, oh, cool. So does that mean you're going to go first? Well, I can go first, but it's... um. Okie dokie. Give us a little intro spill. Oh, this was just something interesting I found on the 12th of February. <laughs> is that good enough? No, it's not. So I just picked something that I found interesting. It may not be interesting to you, but it was to me. So now you have to listen to it. <laughs> you are a great salesperson. <laughs> I got this. You might want it. Probably I not. Can, but, yeah. Look, you can go Here first if you like. I can just drink No, it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Let me drink some wine first. I swear every episode it's such a thing. Yeah. Hang on, <laughs> I just need a drink. <laughs> I drink once a week, okay? This is not every day. Although you did call me an alcoholic before. That's because you literally brimmed your massive cup to the well, To, to the, the brim. brim. <laughs> I wine. told you so I don't have to pour during the podcast. Yeah. Efficiency. Okay. Drunken efficiency. <laughs> I'm not drunk yet. Yeah, but you will be. Yeah, I will be. Once a week. That's all right. <laughs> that binge is. Drinking binge drinking is perfectly healthy. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. Okay, I'm going to stop. Stop talking uh, about me drinking. I been you brought it up. Dr- it's one big drink, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so on the 12th of February in 1994... While everyone is distracted by the opening of the Winter Olympics in Norway, two men in Oslo, Norway, arrive in a stolen car with a household ladder to the National Gallery. They fumble their way in the dark and snow up a ladder, falling off a few times and eventually making it inside the museum. They were committed. I fall off a ladder once, I'm done, eh? (laughs) Well, they're falling into like sliding down it and like falling uh, yeah. into the snow. It so might it's have not... been kind of fun. Yeah. They might and have it's... jumped off that fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's a household ladder. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like 
getting into the second floor, it's not like scaling this massive. That's a shame because yeah, I had like a whole Mission Impossible same, thing. Same. Yeah, because they'd be head dead. Then. For some reason, I was picturing the uh, clock tower in um, Back to the Future. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's, it's a museum, but it's not like yeah, they're not going to. I don't actually know how tall the museum is. Might only be two stories. Either anyway, way, it's cold fucking night. They're cold on a night. Metal they're falling, yeah, they're they're a bit bumbling, but they make it inside the museum all while being filmed by security cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dumbasses. But in an operation that took 50 seconds, they stole one of the versions of the scream. Oh, the, the, the drawing, the, the scream. The, you know, the scream no, case? shit. No. That's an amazing okay, picture. Google the scream case. It's a horrific. You'll know it when you see it. It's awesome. There are not one but four versions of the scream. So they're, they're all done by the Norwegian artist Edvard Munk. 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 Yeah, Munk. Um, so he created them over a 17-year period from 1893 until 1910. Two are painted and the other two are pastels. I believe this one in particular is a pastel. Right. Um, worth like £50 million. Just a bit, just a few, Bob. Like priceless, but someone would pay yeah. £50 price on million yeah. pounds yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay, so also the shrieking figure has become the universal symbol for anxiety. Oh, that's interesting. And is one of only a handful of artworks to be turned into an emoji. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know there was a screen. That emoji. Yeah, there is. I, was, I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, it's like. It's, oh, is that from? Oh, that's right. It. Yeah, yeah. That's the painting. It's based yep. on that. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, the painting that's crazy. Pastel. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Um, As if they don't have more, like the Mona Lisa and shit yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah, well, I was trying to yeah. think. Like I read that it was one of a handful and I was like. It's like when you want to be others? mysterious about like a wry smile, the Mona Lisa is perfect. Oh, yeah. That is That, really that could point. be yeah. RBF. That'll be next year. That'd be RBF emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. That's my emoji. It is, 100%. <laughs> Except she's got a bit too much of a smirk for resting bitch face. Yeah. yeah true. That's knowing bitch face. Yeah, that's yeah. knowing bitch face. That's definitely yeah. knowing that bitch you. face. Yeah, that, that is you. Yeah, that is you. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, Edvard Monk describes the influence for the scream in a journal entry. So everyone's like, oh, it, it's his anxiety and it's this and it's that. But he kind of describes it a little bit different. Like it's supposed to be someone sort of like shrieking. That's what everyone sees as. Um, But in his journal it said, One evening I was walking along a path. The city was on, on one side and the fjord below. I felt tired and ill. I stopped and looked out over the fjord. The sun was setting and the clouds turning blood red. I sensed a scream passing through nature. It seemed to me that I heard the scream. I painted this picture, painted the clouds as actual blood. The colour shrieked. This became the scream. So it's not like I took that as it's not like the figure screaming. More it's like more like the covering f- its ears from the, the shriek. Yeah. Right, you don't think that yeah. was a representation of nature screaming? I'm not sure. That's how I just interpreted that. Probably. I don't know. But it doesn't sound like he had his ups and downs with his mental health and stuff. So maybe he was. If you wanted to draw nature screaming. At the time. But I don't know. I guess all art's open to interpretation anyway. Mm. 
Absolutely. And I don't think anything anything is that like you create something and you might have a vision, but there's multiple things going into that vision. Like no no piece of art is just one meaning. Like even to the artist, I doubt if they could even explain what the meaning is for the most part. It's just something yeah. they've created. That's just what happened and then he mm. did the art. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, after the gallery refused to pay a ransom demand of a million pounds, again, because there was no insurance money, the Norwegian police and the British police got help from Charles Hill, who was an art detective in an elite squad with Scotland Yard. So they got together to set up Sting. He and another man were to go undercover in a Sting operation, which he had done in the past very successfully. So he goes undercover as a man from the Getty Museum in oh, Los yep. Angeles. Yep. And um, Scotland Yard... The art squad and the Getty then worked together to create Charles's new identity as Chris Roberts, an American art dealer with the Getty with very deep pockets. So they've had to create this whole new person. Like it can't be like they had to do all the documents and all that stuff because he's going to get checked up on. So it's like a really big deal to do that and in a really short amount of time because it was like a month later and they were ready to go with their sting. So he learned an American accent and everything he could possibly know about the screen painting and, yeah, within a month it began. So they put the word out that this Getty guy is extremely interested in the screen and within a couple of months they went their way in with people who were connected by a long chain of people to the people with, with the, the painting. <laughs> right. And the dodgy art dealer that they were using to sell it. Right. So just because you're a thief and you just steal the painting. Yeah, it's heaps hard to sell like, that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, like it's really, That's probably the easiest step is stealing yeah. it. Yeah, and then you got to have that person mm. with the connections to sell it and then I guess... The people that won't dub you in. Yeah. yeah. So they get the message through to them and like that they figured out that there was a dude buying from the Getty Museum and that he was in Europe ready to do business. So that's his, like, undercover thing. So Charles Hill is staying at the Plaza Hotel in Norway and the dodgy dealer agrees to meet him. Hill had to decline to meet in the hotel because the morning um, of the meeting he was horrified to discover that the hotel was actually full of police officers. What, it's like some convention or some shit? Yeah. Huh. Oh. <laughs> it was the annual convention of the Swedish, Swedish Narcotics Officers oh. Associate, Association, <laughs> including police officers that actually knew him. Damn. <laughs> so he'd like sent out messages to the officers instructing Abort. them not to acknowledge him and yeah. all that stuff, but they just didn't don't want to take the risk of yeah, yeah. using yeah. the hotel. So... They decide to meet in a different location. Now, they contacted him in the middle of the night just randomly and were like, come meet us in this forest or come for a walk with us or whatever. And he's like, no. There's like, no way. Yeah, you want me to meet you? You go there, you don't come back. So he's like, no, we'll meet in the daylight in the morning. So they actually go to this dodgy dealer's summer home, which in my eyes is not. Like neutral. No, not neutral. Nah, just, just do that in a food court. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. You should. Caught with, with um, people everywhere. Screen. Well, yeah, people are not going to seriously think that a deal like that's going down in a food court. True, yes, like open and obvious. Yeah, man, hiding in plain sight. I personally would not have gone to the dodgy dealer's no, house, no, summer no. house. No. But I guess they know what they're doing. I mean, he's done this so many times. He's gone up against Irish gang members, like Indiana Jones type people. You know how he's like, this belongs in a museum. Well, that's what this guy was like. <laughs> Get it back to the museum. Damn. Some people full on that. And he's going up against like, you know, these people want millions of dollars for this. So it's not just, you know, a dodgy art dealer is one, but you'd have whole corrupt groups of really dangerous people. Oh, yeah, and, and a dodgy art dealer is going to be heavily connected anyway. It's not just going to be like some fucking art. Museum crew, actually, some of them could be, but yeah. they well, would still be connected to, be. to the gangster world. Yeah. He's pretending to be one of the more, like, yeah. not so scary, yeah, dodgy, naive. I just want yeah. to buy this, yeah. Um, but there would be some really dangerous people involved in this, I guess. Oh, that's for why sure. Scotland Yard has their own little elite 100%. team to like deal with it. And when you're dealing with that kind of money, everyone becomes dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, so he meets him at the summer home and the dealer says to Charles, I want £300,000 plus £15,000 for expenses or the painting will be destroyed. It's a lot less than the million-dollar ransom thereafter. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there, but that might have been – I don't know if the ransom necessarily came from the art dealer or the original thieves. So he agrees to this money and the dodgy art dealer gives him the scream. Now, because Charles has done his research, he knows straight away that this is the real thing. Besides the fact it looks real. Wow. The original first ever scream has a wax splatter in the bottom corner where the artist blew out the candle and sprayed his work. There you go. And this had it? Yeah. Wow. So that's the first thing. So it's the first, what, the first painting. It's the, it? first, it's the original. So it's yeah. like the most sought after one. Damn. And in my opinion, it's the nicest looking, most vibrant looking one anyway. So he takes the painting, accidentally damages it while putting it in the back seat of oh the car. No. Mind you, it's, it's pastels on cardboard. Proper card If you go in a pickup, a priceless <laughs> fucking piece of art, wouldn't you take something to put it in? You'd think so, especially since you're an art dealer. Yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd have the right yeah. equipment to Rookie pick error. up. Yeah. Rookie yeah. error. So he's putting Attention it in the back. to detail. He bent Actually, it. He bent oh. it. Oh Luckily, later on, it's the sort of thing that could be easily restored. restored. But, yeah. yeah, he did. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Careful, he's now dead. So? It doesn't take away the fact. <laughs> Look, if you're an idiot, you're an idiot in life or death, right? Yeah, big like mistake. But That's fair enough. You've yeah. literally just done a dodgy dealing with some dangerous people. Well, that's where you could get shot in the fucking head, right? The like, fuck out of there. If I see that, if I see some art fucking dude rock up with nothing to put my priceless piece of art in, hey, you ain't taking I'm thinking it. you're a cop. You know what I mean? No, like that's would. fucking that dumb shit. Error. Yeah, that's how you get shot in the head. And in fact, when his men. Um, Charles Hill's team came in to give the money. 
the way they did it was exactly like police and they were only like disguised from the top up and everything below was like Oh, for fuck's sake. Like standard Unreal. issue, like a uniform like in the type uniform, thing. Just like chucked on a fucking and they just T-shirt. Like, yeah, they just like bumbled their way in to do this. And wow. I think he was just standing there like, holy fuck, he's gonna, they're going to notice now that this is just not. Surely you would. Not As if right. they did. So they didn't, they? No, they didn't. Wow. On, I guess. They just wanted their money yeah, and get, get rid of it. Get the fuck out yeah. of there. Yeah, so even if they did, they're not going to be like, oh, you police officer. Yeah. Maybe you just shoot him in the face. Yeah, take the money because they yeah. were coming in with the money. Yeah, yeah. So they tell him the, the money. He takes off, puts it in the car, goes to the hotel room, barricades himself in the hotel room because he's like he's got it now, and it's the the end of the mission. They're all getting arrested, like everyone's coming in to get them. So what he does is he fucks off with the painting. First calls the Oslo, the original museum it was stolen from, and lets them know that he's retrieved it. Then he lets the Getty know that it worked, it's done, and then an hour later the detective, a detective, comes to retrieve the art and basically that's that. He's done his job. So after the recovery of the painting, Norwegian police arrested the thieves but the dealer managed to run through all the cops that they had coming into this house to arrest everyone, he managed to get past them all and get out. Like, what, what the fuck? Typical slippery, Like, he slipped through fuck. and everyone, yeah. Later on, he did actually call the police and surrender. Why? I think he realised what he was up against and he was fucked if he didn't. Up against a bunch of bumbling fools. Scotland Yard and all that, so he did turn himself in. Bumbling fools with funny accents. <laughs> However, three or four gang members were released after a court ruled the sting operation violated Norwegian law because of the false identities identities uh, used by Charles Hill and his fuck team. off. It was a sting. Really? Because they were coming they... in from another place using false identities. You're not allowed to do that. Damn. So That's ridiculous. Somehow. Well, everyone's a dumbass in this, eh? I feel like the the way this story was represented was like this awesome thing, but then the more I like read it, I was like, hmm. It's like, like a hitman a story where they were just thick as fucking shit. Yeah, well, maybe not that thick, but yeah, it could have it could have gone really badly with the the mistakes that they made. But yeah, somehow there, this was an unexpected blow, even to the Norwegian police not to mention Scotland Yard, which is strange because... That they didn't know the law. The Norwegian police, <laughs> you think, would know that these people were coming in to do a sting operation using false identities... What the fuck? ...would not actually... ...wouldn't stand up in court because I still don't it's get illegal. It but they're there for a fucking sting. Yeah. Like, did they need to send something to Interpol or something first to be able to enter the country? Like, I know. It's, it's a sting. It's strange. But in the end, they did get one of the the main inst- like the main thieves, the one that sort of thought of it all, and they got the art back. So kind of. So they achieved what, what they about wanted. The money. To Hopefully they. Yeah, the money ins- they got back. Okay. Hopefully they've insured the fucking painting. I'm sure it's very well insured now. So, um, in the end, I'll just leave you with some other interesting facts. 
So Charles Hill, during his research on Edward Monk, Monk, is that right? Monk. Monk. Um, found that the artist's funeral had been organised by the Nazi party and although um, Charles loved the art, he in fact loathed the artist for this reason, believing him to be a Nazi. So I heard that in an interview and I was like, that's really sad because I really love that painting and I'd hate to... Look, you can't judge an art piece of art by its creator. No, but that made me have like a little, I wanted to have a little look Mm. at his history. And I saw from a lot more reputable sources about him and his life that the truth is that his work was actually banned in Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler actually despised Edvard Munch. Why such conflicting stories then? I think it's because, okay, so. Probably in the middle of those two things. No, he called his work degenerative art. Monk wasn't a Nazi sympathiser. He was nothing of the sort. He was buried by the Nazi regime as a propaganda move to make it seem as if the artist was a Nazi sympathiser. Dodgy. And they could do this because Norway was under their rule when Monk died in 1944. Right. So when the Nazis invaded Norway, Monk was actually terrified that they would come for his art and they were really well known for stealing and hoarding great works of art or destroying them to destroy the legacy of the artist if they Mm. didn't agree with what the artist was doing. So luckily this never happened. Um, But, yeah, I can see why you might think he's a Nazi because he was buried and had his funeral paid for and everything by the by the Nazis, but they were in control of doing that sort of thing. So apparently that was something they did. They wanted to put a little bit of propaganda out there. A bit dodgy. Um, Also, later in 2004, armed gunmen broke into the Monk Museum, stealing a different version of the screen. (laughs) And also later on, the artists stole the Madonna. Both paintings remain missing until 2006. And if you haven't seen the Madonna, then Google it. It's like eerie as fuck. That's the mother and child one, isn't it? Lots of artists do a Madonna. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, by Monk. Yeah. Right. So it's his his Madonna. Oh, there you go. I didn't know. It's really creepy looking. Right. It's not a child. Scream is creepy looking. So definitely had a style. It's even creepier. All right. I'm going to go next. We're going to mix it up. What is itchy tonight? Does that, like, mean any creepy shit? Dandruff? No, that's not no. creepy. I that's don't know. Like, Why would your ears be itchy and why would that be creepy? Isn't it like when you, your palms get itchy means someone's walking over you. Isn't it? No. It, getting itchy ears getting... is like people talking about you. There's burning. fucking shit. Burning. Burning. burning or ringing. No, it's burning. Well, anyway, there's shit to shit. Well. Your ears are burning. Someone's oh, itching your palms. Itching your palms mean you're about to get lots of money. Yeah, left arm is it's oh, coming I in. Had itchy palms right in arm is it's got hand is it's going out. Oh, there you go. Really? Yeah, yeah. What a load of shit. Oh. Wait, there's another one. Wait, no. Wife's tales. No, yeah, so if your ears are burning, someone's talking about yep. you. Oh, yeah, if you feel a shiver at someone's walking we'll over your grave. grave. Yeah. And I've never heard that hands one oh, about really? the money. But itchy it's ears, not well, a how, Oh, the other one, they're, they're, they're normal, but itchy ears, that would be weird. <laughs> I just I think it's all weird, really. It, well, yeah, it is. But you know, and why would a shiver point. over your spine mean someone's walking what? over your grave? You don't have one yet. 
what walking over How your do you future? Know that? Is it your future? If time. Dream? Oh, don't. Oh God, don't talk about scary <laughs> Please stuff. Don't. It's too late. Okay, so my birthday is October 4. And as usual, I didn't write it until tonight, but <laughs> usually I have. An idea of what I'm going to do. But and I did not. Not this No, time. well, I did, right? So Janice Joplin, the, the singer. Oh, oh yeah. didn't you do yeah. that one? No, nah, she died on October 4th on my birthday. And oh. last night, well, the night before, whenever it was, I decided yeah, I'll do that because that's interesting. I like Janice Joplin. And then tonight when I was um, researching it, I thought I'll just have one because Janice Joplin died of a heroin overdose. Mm. Was she part of the 27? She was part of the 27 yeah. club. It's like not... A great thing to have happened, but there's not really any story behind it. The twenty seven club. The, the, I thought about that too, but I've already sort of done a bit of that in yeah. another one. Yeah. Um. So she, yeah, she died of a heroin overdose. The cop. Well, that's what the cop said. One of her friends said she went and bought a packet of cigarettes after that, and then she was actually able to make it back to the hotel room. So she thinks she fell over and hit her head and died. So nothing too exciting there. So I thought, I'd, whoa, nearly just dropped the computer. <laughs> So tonight I thought I'd have another quick look and then I stumbled on this and it's kind of cheating but I don't give a fuck because I'm a rebel, all I right? I completely cheated. I didn't do anything remotely like what I was supposed to. But yours to. was sort of centred around your birthday. Mine was not at all a horrible part of history. <laughs> no, that's a, a good point. Yeah, But it was a good like story. It was a maybe, good story. Maybe if the art had been burned or something but it was returned in perfect condition. <laughs> It's still a good podcast. Yeah, damn. I literally history. just went eeny, meeny, miny, You are moe. such a good salesperson. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, I can fire. We can make a movie preview. I can self-criticize. That's All right. No, it was a good, interesting story. I'm sure people will appreciate learning about it. I didn't know none of that shit. Me either. But <coughs> about educating here. Okay, so yeah. So October 4. Right, so most of us have heard of the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. All right. But did you know there is more than just one body of water in this world that is linked to strange and unexplained disappearances of thousands of people? One such place is a lake, is a lake in China called Lake Poyang, and it has dark tales that trace back to close to a thousand years. Ooh. So like the same type of things like the Bermuda Triangle? The Poyang Lake is China's largest fresh largest freshwater river. Okay. The Poyang Lake is Chian's Chian. <laughs> This is like the tongue twister I was watching. Poyang Lake is like China's largest freshwater river with an average size of around 3,500 square kilometres. The lake formed in around 400 AD when the Gan River unleashed a massive flood upon what at the time was a county called the Pyong County. The flood was so big it completely wiped the county off the map, replacing it with the massive lake that actually swelled up to as large as 6,000 square kilometres during its peak. So it's a fucking big body of water. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's big. Now known it's as huge, the Pyong... Actually. Like, yeah, is it's, it's China's biggest freshwater lake. Yeah, it's fucking very big. Okay. So now known as the Pyong Lake, the area became rich in biodiversity and remained relatively unmysterious for quite some time. That is until October 4... 1363, when what is arguably the large... 1363. Yeah. Uh, hush now, Shasta. Okay, shush. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me to hush and now I told myself to shush. <laughs> that is until... Actually, no, we can have that. When what is arguably the largest and bloodiest battle ever fought on water occurred on the lake. 
What is now known as the Battle of Lake Pion took place between... Are you picturing people standing on water like yeah. I was for a second? Yeah. I'm sure they were in boats of some That's sort. That's what I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. They're on boats. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a long day. Sorry. I don't think I've gotten more than half a sentence. Okay, sorry. What is now known as the Battle of Lake Pion took place between two... Not on the Shush! water. Shush! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Turn her fucking mic off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What is now? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh I said sorry. All oh, I said was sorry. I'll be quiet now. Shush. What is now known as the Battle of Lake Pyong took place between two massive fleets belonging to the Ming and Han dynasty. Han, Hang, oh, whatever. I've read a dynasties, bit about that, and is said to have been fought by up to eight hundred thousand people. Whoa. Along with it being um, historic for its size, the battle is also famous for being the first major battle where both of the opposing side made use of the relatively new invention, gunpowder, to blast their enemies to smithereens. The Ming Dynasty would emerge victorious from the battle and end up taking control of China with its leader, Zhu Yangsang, pronounced as the dynasty's first emperor. While no more historic battles have since been fought on the lake, Hundreds of cases involving thousands of people have occurred in the aftermath of October 4, 1363, leading to locals dubbing it the waters of death or the place of death and adding to its increasingly sinister reputation of being China's Bermuda Triangle. Mm. While there's too many of these strange stories to talk about now, I'll share with um, you some of the strangest occurrences that have taken place on the waters of death. The Kobe Maru. So the Kobe Maru was a massive 2,000-ton Japanese cargo ship that was used by the Japanese during their invasion and occupation of China in World War II to transport stolen treasure, precious artifacts, and other loot taken from the Chinese. On April 16, 1945, on a beautiful day with bright blue skies, the Kobe Maru was making its way across Lake Pyong when, for completely unexplained reasons, the entire vessel, along with 200, completely, along with 200 troops, completely disappeared. <coughs> Following the unexplained event, the Japanese Navy sent in a team of seven salvage divers to attempt to recover the lost treasure. During the dive, something went r terribly wrong, causing six of the divers to die in the lake. Oh, shit. The seventh diver was retrieved and survived the event, but when authorities asked him what happened, he refused to say a word and eventually would go on to live out his life as an insane person, never divulging a single word about what had happened. Wow. To this day, none of the divers or the Kobe Moreau have been... Kobe Maru. Moreau. How's it spelled? Sounds more like a Maru than a Moreau. M-A-R-U. Have Maru. been found. Maru. And perhaps the weirdest part is that this all happened in a section of the lake that was just 30 foot deep. Oh. Oh. 30 feet is a lot to me. That's fuck all, man. It's like eight metres. Yeah, that's deep. You could easily swim to the bottom of that. No. No. I would never make it back up. You should not finish that wine. <laughs> Sorry. Eight metres, that's a long way to swim, isn't it? Wait, how deep is... Oh, um, you probably couldn't make it on a breath hold. Well, this, but is you like, could... this is like a... Ca uh, the cargo ship went missing in waters that deep. Yeah. A fucking a cargo ship, ship, dude. Yeah. Wouldn't I don't... that actually be higher than eight metres? That's like the whole point of why it's an issue that it was never oh, found. Okay. <laughs> Again, can we cut the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I get why that's weird now. Okay. 
Following the end of the Second World War, the Chinese government also attempted to salvage to salvage the lost treasure of the Kobe Maru by hiring American-born salvaging expert, I wrote export, expert Edward Boer and setting him with the task. Boer recruited a team of divers and together for over a month they scanned the bottom of the lake, searching for any sign of the missing ship or the divers. Boa's expedition only helped to increase the legend of the lake as it failed to retrieve anything, and even worse, members of the dive team were said to have also disappeared. Mm. Boa, remained, Boa remained silent about what took place during the month-long expedition for decades until he finally gave a bizarre account of events in an article published in the United Nations Environment News. Didn't I said that wrong because I was expecting a year to come at the end of that, but it didn't. In the article... Boa reported witnessing several strange events, including seeing a blindingly bright light coming from the bottom of the lake, hearing ear-piercing screeching sounds and feeling like the entire lake was being shaken and pulled. Most disturbingly, Boa reported that during one of the dives, a pulsating light appeared from the bottom of the lake, causing a vortex to form that began to suck the team in. Boa described barely managing to escape the pool before turning around to witness members of his team literally dissolving in the light. What the fuck? This is just one of many mysteries that took place on Lake Piang during the 20th century. In fact, from the 60s to the 80s, over 200 fishing boats, pleasure boats, cargo transporters and military vessels and over 1,600 people completely vanished on the lake. In one incident alone, on a clear day on August 3, 1985, a whopping 13 ships disappeared, never to be seen again. While what the, date was that? August 13th? August 3rd. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was the 13th. Would have been interesting to see if that was a Friday. That would have made it even Oh, yeah, more yeah. <laughs> oh, Friday. Th- I was like, where are you going yeah. with this? <laughs> While the period during the 60s and 80s appears to have been the peak time for strange happenings on Lake Pyong, it's by no means the end of them. Cases as recently as 2001 when a large cargo ship was hit by a massive freak wave that occurred in calm conditions before vanishing without a trace... And in 2010, when a 1,000-ton ship disappeared on another clear day, never to be seen again. Increase so like a sinkhole or something yeah. and they're just sucking everything right. down. Increasing to the mystery of the lake are accounts from survivors of some of these strange occurrences, many of whom report either having a total memory loss, loss of time, <gasps> disorientation. Is- in yep. some cases, survivors, survivors have become completely insane. What? What? So they find them, but they're nuts. They can't get anything out of them. Yeah, they either can't remember, or they they lost track of time, or they're fucking they've gone crazy. So, despite of its sinister reputation, the allure the allure of sunken treasure has always attracted divers and research teams to the site. One such diver was a man named Shen Daihai, who became one of the lake's many victims during an expedition searching for lost ships. What makes this case unique is that Shen's body was found the following day in a completely different lake that was in no way connected to Pion Lake, 15 kilometres away. So now as strange as hundreds of disappearing ships and thousands of people is, even stranger things have happened on Lake Pion. In 1977, three dams were built in the lake. The largest of these three dams was 2,000 feet long, 160 feet wide and 50 feet high. And guess what? The entire thing disappeared. No, it did not. It did, leaving not one scrap behind. What? Not 
what? What? So it was like it was never there. Like there's no remnants of like there's nothing to suggest that there was a dam, but maybe it was ripped apart or taken away. It was just like it never existed. Yeah. Yeah. What exactly? The f- and that's probably one of the strangest things about this stuff is that you can't find anything. It's all completely gone and it all happens in only 8.4 metres of water. So, And during some times of the year, the lake completely dries up. So the full so land is exposed and there's underneath. Nothing there. And not one oh lost ship, vessel, God. structure or even a bone has been How found. How would you feel going into that area to research things that have you just wouldn't. disappeared? Because <laughs> I'd be like... I'm not going there because I'll probably disappear. Yeah. Or be found later insane. Like who the hell wants to go and check that shit yeah, out? That's pretty scary. Or build like Greed, what about the people, people that built the dam? Treasure. Yeah, they want the treasure. I wonder if people who built the dam disappeared. Yeah, who knows? Because you've got to hang around there for a while yeah. to build a, yeah. a structure. Mm. That's not something you're going through. You'd be, you'd be working there. Yeah. yeah. Fuck knows. Wow. Yeah. Well, how many people have actually wow. disappeared? So the only ever items that have ever been found were pieces of a ship that had apparently broken up completely before hitting the bottom of the lake, which in itself is fucking... It's not very yeah. deep. For These a pieces were found in the early 2000s when an underwater archaeological expedition was able to uncover them using advanced sonar equipment and sand pumps. Nothing else has ever been found. So what is going on at Lake Pyong? Um, theories range from giant river monsters that have allegedly been seen lurking below okay. the surface. And they just swallow That can swallow vessels whole to aliens. Dams. Yeah. So, but whatever it is, at this point, it seems the mystery is truly inexplicable. Zhe Zhang, anyway, a researcher from the Nanjing Institute of Geography and Limnology has devoted a large amount of time trying to figure out um, what the mystery of the lake is, only to walk away in bafflement, stating that the lack of wrecks or any humans remains in the lake is unimaginable. There you go. That's like that is creepy. Nah, don't go there. Nope. Yeah, fucking strange place. What do you do in that situation? Do they give like warnings out? What what is around there? Like, stay the fuck away. Or do you just ignore it and be like, oh, well, I can't explain it. I just won't, like, I research put it in the news. Or... I think word of mouth would get around, especially in the local area, and you just sort of know. It'd be like, don't you don't go fly yeah. over the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that people do every people day. People do every, every day. Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't. Yeah. They probably treat it <laughs> the same. Skeptic, I wouldn't. But when you're, if you're flying through the Bermuda, do you know you're flying? Through? Like, unless you're the oh, pilot. Not, the pilot's like, not going to get on the fucking thing and be exactly. like, yo. They're not going to be, so who knows how many people Yeah, but you going. know where you're flying to, so you kind of know what your flight path's going to be. But unless you know exactly where the Bermuda Triangle is. Oh, no, is. you wouldn't know. But if that was me, I would not take that flight. If, you if knew. it went over the oh, apologies to Americans, but I think it's like California. It's one of the places. Like you, I think it's Florida, isn't it? You can't avoid the Bermuda Triangle. If you're really? flying out, it's fucking right there, man. It's right yeah. there. Yeah, I wouldn't fly there. And it's like this massive barrier of water. Wow. Yeah. Nope. No, wouldn't fly there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I don't really want to fly anywhere or go on boats or go near water or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm definitely not a boat person. No. Bloody I get seasick going on the ferry from Sydney to Manly. <laughs> <laughs> no, water is Christ. not for me. <laughs> get motion sickness on the teacup, so I probably wouldn't do very well on a boat. <laughs> All right, Kate, bring it. Woo-hoo! All right, so, so my So you were born, date. what, eight months and ten years before me? Wow. 
I don't actually. I was Kenya. born being mean, and she just I accepted was born it. Not, in two thousand and one. What? <laughs> the fourth of February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some famous births on yeah. my birthday. Rosa Parks. I'm sure everyone is familiar with Rosa Parks. Say more people who were born on my birthday. What? Well, why not? That's your but poor your researching problem. skills. Yeah, you should have done that. Oh, wait, I'm <laughs> keep talking. I'll Google. Okay. Oh my god! Okay. As long as you're not talking, I'll keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosa Parks. Everyone knows who Rosa Parks is. Like the mother of the civil now. rights movement. She was born on the fourth of February, nineteen thirty-one. The godfather of shock rock, Alice, Alice. Cooper. Was born in 1948. A bit of history. Not 4th of February, 18, sorry, 1789. George Washington was elected as the first American president. There you go. Some songs that were awesome around my birth date. I did my birth year as well, but I won't give that away. Well, you are. By announcing the song. Um, physical by Olivia Newton-John. Oh, wow, that makes you sound so <laughs> Let's old. get physical. Physical. I have the tiger. Song. Oh, no, survivor. Another horrible song. And it's got like a great opening riff, but the rest of the song's like a yeah, huge letdown. Yeah. Like Absolute. it's the biggest that's, letdown song in history. That's why they don't play it on the radio. They play it. Starts in off movies. in power. Yeah. Dan, yeah. Dan, 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 and I love Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Oh, yeah, that's a good so song. I'm pretty happy with those yeah, songs not bad. that were not in there. bad. And you're in Aquarius because I they're am. the best. Exactly Much right. Libras. <laughs> But a bit of a fun fact too, Facebook was founded on the 4th of February 2004. There you really? go. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so look at how old Facebook is. What's that? See, that could, years. even though wow. it doesn't count yet, for all we know, that could end up becoming the worst day in history. It could in, in 50, 70 years. I mean, Facebook could be fucking Skynet, man. You know, from Terminator. No. Well, you fucking do. You Do will know. They're the cunts that invent, yeah. I didn't know, I know who they are, yeah. but I didn't know, remember it was called Skynet. Yeah. yeah. I was too young for that okay. movie to be Really Google Skynet, but let's go with Facebook for <laughs> okay. now. But I did find a terrible story. It was All really right. hard. There wasn't really a great deal, so I was slightly disappointed. Oh, what a um, shitty fucking birthday. I know. How no I horrendous. had so many horrible <laughs> things on mine. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so on the 4th of February, 1899... 31-year-old Rosalinda Fox from Perth, Australia, was brutally murdered. Her head was cleaved almost in two by a blow from an axe. Fucking hell. She was likely raped. So, like, downwards. Yeah. Like, fuck. She was likely raped either before or after her attack. Her body was found early the next morning under a tree along the Swan River by an Aboriginal tracker. Our, our Indigenous trackers are Oh, they're off the amazing. charts. Amazing, actually yeah. helps solve crimes. Amazing, yeah. Found, yeah. Didn't they done find lots of things. a couple of kids that wandered off? Yeah, that's in Robert Price. Yeah. can't get over this yeah. cunt. See, like, split her head like yeah, a log. literally. Fuck. Split I've never head. heard of anyone doing that one I've that way. I've seen it in many a horror movie. Yeah, gross. but in movies, yeah. yeah. The murder weapon was found leaning against the back door of her cottage. And her husband, John, was immediately arrested and charged with her murder. John told investigators that he, along with his two young daughters, had kissed Rosalinda goodbye in the morning of the 4th and spent the day shopping in Perth. Upon their return, they found she was missing. As John was arrested for his murder, he was unable to attend 
her funeral. This, along with the public scrutiny, caused him to suffer a huge breakdown. Is that because they assumed it was him? And it wasn't. So the jury found John not guilty of Rosalinda's murder based on his daughters backing up his alibi. His daughters or their daughters? Their daughters. John cheered when the verdicts came through. He remarried twice and lived 40 years after Rosalinda's murder, which was never solved. Bet you he did it. It is believed that his son, James Jr., murdered her after apparently becoming infatuated her when she nursed him back from an illness. What in the actual What in the actual trailer park is that? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, you could create a movie around that. Yeah, that probably is. That's probably a midday movie. What the fuck? So he wanted... So he he became infatuated with her? Logged her. And then and then assuming he she was like, Ooh, no, what are you doing? What and the fuck? Oh, so man. He was like, if I mom, can't man. have you. So it's not even because she traumatized. Well, I mean, which, we obviously don't know, but it's not like, oh, me think, I hate you, mom. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I, no, I love you, mom. Yeah, and I don't think you. she was. I don't think she was his mum. I think he may have oh, been from another marriage. Right. I assume yeah. that's what like was going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I think. Because like someone nursing you back, like your mum. Basically, does that sort of stuff yeah. from the moment anyway. you're born. So yeah, it could yeah. be a particular. And I think he was around eighteen yeah. at the time. The the son, but it makes me think then in that case that she was probably more than likely raped after the fact, or maybe before, and that's it, how he kept her quiet. Or I think it may have been a split decision. Like he may have split advanced. Brain. It was, maybe and she's gone. Was, no, and he's gone. Fuck you, straight down yeah. your heads. Really desperate to have what he wanted, so yeah. he had to kill her first. So mine was short and sweet, wow. just like me tonight. That's, I wonder yeah. if his dad knew or had an inkling at all that it was his son. I don't know. You think if the town's talking back in 1899? That's horrible. In Perth. God I damn. was quite happy that it was an Australian story too. Yeah, Literally yeah. the only story I could find. Did an old school took a true Aussie crime. To find that. Fucking hell. Well, there you go. Look at that. Oh, well, someone out there's birthday happened when, like, you know, Bad Jack the Ripper ha- killed Sorry, someone. Sorry, I did find another one that was from 2010 in America, I think, but then I lost the page and then when I re-put it back in, I couldn't get anything up. So I don't know how awesome. I think that might have been a family murder too, but I couldn't get into that. But I didn't quite mind this tiny little Yeah, yeah, no, that's the interesting story. one. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> Just the... The way he's chopped the head. Yeah, bam, straight. That's interesting to me. Hey, uh, who's your birthday matching people? I've got Abraham Lincoln and Ooh. Charles Darwin. Abraham oh, Lincoln and Charles motherfucking that's, Darwin. That's good. Holy shit. Hang on. We don't that know who I've good. got no, yet. I win. Well, I, I, I've got Charles hey, Darwin. I'm still quite I'm, happy with I Alice have Cooper a feeling, but I could be wrong. I have a feeling I might have Mr. Albert. No way. I think so. I thought you were going to say Albert Fish. Albert Fish, no. <laughs> hey, I could. <laughs> I wonder, like, oh, we should Google that. When are serial killers born? I, I did that. If you just type in serial killer birthdays, you'll get a list. <laughs> oh, I got Christina Ricci. I'll show you your birthday. I like her. Mm. And a whole bunch of other people I have no idea who they are. Who you got? I got Natalie Imbruglia as well on mine. I got Jesse Spencer. 
Oh my god, there's that dude from Neighbours. Yeah, I met him at a blue light disco. You did not. I did. At a blue light disco. Yeah. What was he doing that, there? He was like a special guest. That was the same year that I got the eye off the frog of the silver chair frog stomp album <gasps> poster because it got thrown into the crowd and then ripped up into a million pieces. And that was the piece that I managed oh to get. Oh my God. I kept it in my silver chair scrapbook for a long time. All right. You ready for this? Are you okay? I'm not even, I'm not even going to read out the full list. It's so big and vast and. Well, it's better than mine. <laughs> Elaborate. VIP birthday right oh, here. What? Can't pronounce half these names. <laughs> Louis Ten, King of France. Ooh. That sounds like a douche. All right, I'll skip the next one. Henry Third, King of somewhere else. Another douche. <laughs> Look, just because I'm royal just blood. I'm assuming here. <laughs> but I'm probably right. I'm probably right. Charles IX, King of Sweden. What's with you and all the kings? I know. What the hell? Uh, I think they I've must. Got an astronomer. Um, hang on, I'm not done. I haven't got to the good Did ones yet. You just yet. like Google royalty. Queen born. Anna of Tyrell. 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 Whatever. I don't need to pronounce shit. I'm royal cunts. In fact, it is now pronounced Tyrell. Richard Cromwell, Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of England, Scotland, and Ireland. Oh, fuck off. Uh, some boring physician painter. <laughs> oh, physician's not quite good enough. <laughs> not that royal. I feel king. like they've just dumped all the royals on a birthday, like they do with horses. Like all horses' birthdays are the first of August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like they've dumped this with the royals. There's actually heaps of composers, too. Heaps of them. Wow. I worked Charles Darwin, I win. <laughs> Hang on, I'm still in the 1800s, motherfucker. <laughs> Prince Albert. Yeah, ooh. He got a cock ring named after him. Respect. <laughs> um, what are you remembered for? Uh, well, not my rule. <laughs> my small penis I tried to make bigger with a cock ring. Did he though? Was he, did that no why idea. it is? Why would you have it named after you if you didn't have something to do with the original penis? President of Brazil, Queen of Sicily. So I'm telling you, all royals are just chucked on the floor. Over other people. Yeah. Yeah, I win. And composers. I'm still in the 1800s. And I've got Abraham Lincoln too. Yeah, that one's pretty. I've had a fair few presidents. It's like, if you're going to find someone. That like ruled over people in a sense. Then I've got one of the much better people that ruled over people, much better than any of your kings. Oh, I have an Austrian fascist chancellor killed by Nazis. <laughs> well, you realise because you share a birthday with them doesn't make them you relate. I to am them, also a lord. <laughs> I'll have you know. Cameron knows like a square foot. I have documentation proving you know, that I'm anyone a lord. can buy that. Don't I'm Lord Dodds. <laughs> But did you? Did you buy it? That is the question. You didn't buy it either. It was bought for you. That's not the, that's not the point. I'm still a fucking lord, all right? That's the point. And lord didn't lead. buy that shit either. It's a lad. It's a fucking lord. You like to go, all right, mate. It's, there are, yes, there are sections in Scotland where they correctly. call it lad. There's other sections in Scotland where it's called a lord. He's a lord of a square foot of Scottish land that he can't sell or touch. One day, some fucking railway fucking station or some road will want to be built over that piece of the land. The whole point of selling that land. I'm not selling. 
the whole point. Technology changes. The whole point was to preserve the land. You can't sell it. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to. Mm -hmm. I I could have been an, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, an heiress. Yeah, that's right, heiress. Right. I could have been an heiress. So several years before Sunbeam or Cambrook, I remember, brought out the first ever power board. Yeah. My pop actually invented one. Really? Yep. Dad oh, had damn. they had it in their house for years. <gasps> and he didn't do anything with nope. it? Nope. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That, that stuff happens pretty regularly. I can imagine you rich. I think you'd be. My granddad. My, my granddad. <laughs> totally. My granddad <laughs> built a light bulb in 1950 or 1960 and put it out in their backyard, like in their veranda. Yep. It still works to this day. Holy shit. Yeah. It was also a rock inside. Yeah, but he's always said, you, like, it's just a scam. that you are paying for that kind of shit still. I actually like, remember him pointing that out to me once and wow. being yeah. like, that's such and such years yeah. old. And I was just like, that's a really yeah. Okay, big crazy man. And he had, <laughs> yeah. he'd made a wireless radio. and like they, So they were the first people in Australia to have, like, a wireless radio because oh he just God. fucking made one. Why do our grandparents not think of our future? I know, what? I know. My granddad invented the fucking car program that learners use to, you know, that computer yeah, one yeah, where yeah. they, yeah, yeah, he invented that. What? He gave it away. What? He gave it away. Oh my goodness. Uh, they were clearly not thinking of her. No. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Oh my God. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> What century are you in now, Cameron? Seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm where try- I had someone famous. He's famous, com- so competitive. <laughs> he's trying to beat me. No, nah, I'm can't. done. I'm done. You win. Okay. Actually, oh. I don't know. You and Kate might have to fight over it. I win. <laughs> I don't know. Let me have this small victory this day. I don't think I want to fight John. John Actually, speaking of, drunk, speaking of what you were just talking drunk? about. Who's drunk, Kate? Not me. When Darwin invented the theory of evolution, I don't know if it's an invention, came up with it. There was another man in the Amazon at the same time coming up with the same same thing. With the same realization. Yeah. Charles Darwin just beat him to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it is like a common thing. Like the whole ether. Like people just you don't you don't have an idea. It like finds you. You don't you don't come up with it. And you just have to have like the right frequency to pick up on it or some shit. Like But yeah, no. That's something you should really research before I say anything about. But there is, there's like a, an occurrence that happens. It's like, yeah, it's like the information gets put out into the world and yeah. someone will pick it up or yeah. two people yeah. will pick it up. But it's, it's like that like, or we're just ready. Like you've gone through yeah. all the steps and this is the next thing. That's like, what's going to like happen. evolution yeah. itself. It's bound to It doesn't matter who does it. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Two yeah, people yeah. do it at the same time. Yeah. seems really strange. Yeah. But Didn't, it's actually yeah. not. No. Nah. Didn't Edison Edison steal a lot of his He's things? A jerk, yeah, yeah, He's a jerk. and he would just get them painted. In fairness, he also first. cops a lot of. See, he was a big funder. That was yeah. his thing. He was a rich businessman. He was a patent chaser. They and call he him, would pay. They? Yeah, he yeah. would buy out patents. He made patent, most patent, of his money patent. off of not buying patents, but suing people for copying his ones. That's where most uh, of his money was made from, and he would do all that dodgy too. But people like Tesla and stuff who did they. Even though it's sad to say that they needed him, they did. Because if they didn't have his money, they wouldn't have been able to do what the things did. that they, that they yep. actually did. So, yeah, he was definitely a prick, but he wasn't like, yeah, stealing. He just wasn't as 
He was probably killed nice a lot of people. And and, as people no, he was an evil businessman, like, mm, but he he was yeah. probably super smart at like almost genius levels, but in business, not yeah. in inventing. Which made him a crook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hard. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's still he's it, it, yeah he's very important. Like if he didn't steal those inventions or like buy them out, probably or, wouldn't have ever been they made. Might, it would have taken a lot longer yeah. to get out there because those people wouldn't have had the funding to get that shit out there. Like so he probably is. sped up progression a bit. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Well, no. that was an episode that we did. I believe that was episode. 30. Was it? Well, there you go. Not bad. Happy Not bad. Was that episode 30? Yeah, the big Look 30. All right, we're getting into our dirty 30s now, people, so watch out. Means next week I have to rip dirty one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back to full, true Sasha form. Yeah. All right, bring it. Okay, go and get fucked on Patreon. Like us on Facebook. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe to our shit. And yeah, thank and you very enjoy much. Enjoy us. Yeah, peace. Peace.